Right, we're going to do our best today. Um, we're up to Dafdalit Amin Aleph, the second line. Let me just review, because we're sort of in the middle of a cheshman. There's a concept called Maidim Mixes Atayinu, which is that if you're Maidim Mixes, you have to make a Shavu Deraisa. Rav Chia was Mechadish, that if Adim come forward and can testify that you owe half of the money, you have to swear on the other half. Why? Because Kavachaymer, Adim are stronger. Stronger than what? So at first we thought, stronger than your own admission. We said, no, no, that's not good. Rather, Adim are stronger than an Eid Echad. Meaning, if an Eid Echad who testifies against you forces you to swear, Kavachaymer, Shtei Adim, that are stronger than an Eid Echad. Two is better than one. The last thing the Gemara said, though, was I have a problem. The problem was, the last thing the Gemara said, which was a problem, is that it's not comparable. Why? Because when an Eid Echad testifies, you have to swear about what he testified about. So if he says you owed $100, you have to swear that you don't own owe those $100. To aid them, though, they're not, you're not swearing about what they're testifying, you're swearing about what they didn't testify. They're, they're testifying you owe 50 bucks. That you have to pay. You now have to swear on the other 50. You can't learn that out from an Eid Echad because an Eid Echad is making you, you have to swear about what he claimed. Over here, you have to swear about what they didn't claim. So it's not exactly the same. So the Gemara says, okay, slight touch up on that. Okay, don't learn that straight up from an Eid Echad. Learn that from a Gilgal Shvu of an Eid Echad. A shvu, uh, an Eid Echad, in addition to making you swear, can make you swear about something else. Meaning, once there's a concept that while, like, let's say a certain claim is not enough to make you swear, but once you're already swearing about A and you're in court, they can make you swear about B as well. So, the, basically, the chajman is like this. Learn out from an Eid Echad. If an Eid Echad who can make, you, can make you swear about what the claim is, but we said the problem was, two Eidim are making you swear about what they didn't claim. The answer is, by an Eid Echad, that could also be the case. How so? Eid Echad makes you swear about A, and then once you're in the court, they'll say, you know what, swear about B as well. So there is a situation where an Eid Echad can force you to swear about something, can lead you to forcing you to swear about something that they didn't claim. So, Again, it's, it's, it's pulling hairs. The Gemara says, It's still not comparable. Why? You're saying, because an Eid Echad can force you to make a Shavu about A, and then once you're in court, they'll make you make a Shavu about B, which is which is something that he didn't claim. So Tushtei Edim can definitely do that. I'll tell you what the problem is. You're trying to say that two Edim can force a Shavuah. Why? Because an Eid Echad forces a Shavuah. But that's all an Eid Echad does. Eid Echad always forces Shavuahs. So it's not like an extension to say that you have to swear. Two Edim never make you make a Shavuah. Two Edim just make you pay. So I, I still don't see how you could, kim- oh, because of a Gilgal Shvua, if an Eid Echad says you owe $100, so you'll have to swear about $100, and then once you're in court, they'll say, and swear about the other 50, you, you didn't, oh, so you see that he could force it, yeah, but that's because an Eid Echad, it's comfortable for him to, to extend Shvuas. Two Eidim, they, they just make you pay. I don't know that two Eidim would be mighty mixes that you'd have to swear. So the Gemara says, okay, you know what, Let, let's, let's, let's play around with this a little bit. 
What was the issue with the original Eid Echad? Forget about Gilgal Shvua. The original Pshat. If an Eid Echad can force you to swear, the problem was, an Eid Echad is making you swear about that which he claimed. Two Eidim would be making you swear about that which they didn't claim. That was the issue. You don't want to know why that's not a good taina. Every Moedim and Mixus is like that. Right? You say, I owe you $100. I say, I owe you 50 Right? I pay you 50 and I swear about the other 50 Every Moedim Mixus, meaning your argument that like, oh, it's not comparable because by an Eid Echad, you're swearing about that which he claimed, but to Eidim, you're swearing about that which he didn't claim. Well, that's every Moedim Mixus is like that. So, no, right? He's claiming 100%. You're claiming, I, yes, I agree to 50. I am now swearing, though, because of my own admission, meaning think of my admission as sort of like Adam. Right. I admitted to the first 50, which is now triggering a shvua on, the, on what I didn't admit to. So, he okay, fine, but my point is, you were bothered by, how, how could you say the two Adam, right? Two Adam come forward and say, you owe 50 bucks, I now have to swear on the other 50. And I was like, wait, that's not fair, because now I'm swearing about what, that which they didn't claim. Well, every admission is like that. I admit to 50. Which is now triggering me a shavua on the other fifty. I, I'm saying that that's that's like that that's literally how every mitzvah mixes works. So you learn it out. So basically, what we're going to have of a because learn out from the admission. The problem with admission is that admission is stronger than two edim, as we had with hazama, right? So okay, then learn out from edechod. The problem with edechod is that it's not about that which you claim. It's only about that which you claim, not about that which you didn't claim. And combine the two together. So the Gemara speaks it out like this. The Gemara says, Piv The whole Indian that you're being bothered, that it's not on that which you claimed, every mud that mixes is like that. So the Gemara says, Malapiv Yeah, but we, the problem was, if you remember yesterday, we, again, we're trying to figure out that if two Adam come forward and they testify that I owe half, I now have a Shavu on the other half. So we thought yesterday we could learn out from admission. You can't. Then we tried Eid Echad. You can't. So the Gemara says, what about admission? The Gemara says, we already said, we rejected admission because admission is stronger than Adam. Because if one person admits that he owes $1,000, even if Adam come forward and disagree with him, you still have to pay. Adam could be rejected. Your own admission can never be rejected. So admission is stronger than Adam. So the Gemara says, okay. Then learn out from an Eid But Mal Eid Echad, Shekin Mal Shehid Hunishba. Turn by Eid Nishba. The problem with Eid Echad is that it's not exactly the same because you're testifying, you're making a Shvua not about that which you claim, but that which you don't claim. Basically, in other words, each one is slightly off. We're trying to find out, again, Moida Mixes Hataina. If I admit to 50, I now have to make a swear on the other 50. We're trying to extend that to Eidim. We don't have a source for it. We know that when you admit, Yuchai v'shvu on the other half. Yes. We know that when an Eid Echad testifies against you, Yuchai v'shvu. Each one on its own is not a good source. Because each one on its own is flawed. So Gemara says, put them together. Right? You know what? Combine them the two. What's the combination? Combine the two. You have... You have Eid Echad. You know what the common denominator is? They're both rejecting your claim, or they're both, there was a claim and there was a counterclaim, and you have a Shvur. So to two Eidim, there's a claim, there's a counterclaim, there's a Shvur. So Gemara says, wait a minute. 
It's not fair. I'll tell you why. You're saying the combination between the two, there's a common denominator between Moedim Mitzvahs, Eid Echad, that you're extending to two Edim. It's not, it's not comparable. Why? Two Edim has a halacha called Huchza Kafrin, which means if you, uh, you testify about something in court and two Edim come in and prove that you're wrong, you're a Russia. You're now a liar and you're considered a Russia. You're Pusilatus. So, you're, you're saying that there's a common theme. The common theme between a, your own admission and an Eid Echad is that you don't become a Russia based on that. Two Edim come forward, they make you a Russia. So therefore, you, it's, it's even more than just that there's a difference. It's actually a rationale difference, which is, you're trying to say that if, again, I came in, simple case, I say you owe me $100, you say I owe you nothing. I bring two Edim that prove that you owe me 50 bucks at least. So you're now saying that he has to make a shvu on the other 50. But he's a Russia now. So besides for the fact that it's not comparable, he's now proven to be a Russia. So he's puzzled this anyway. Right? Two Edim disproved your claim. You're, not, you're, you're puzzled this anyway. Isn't that the whole concept of Hosa Kafran? Hosa Kafran means that when you are re- your, your claim was rejected by two Edim, you're considered a Kaifer, like a Kafran. You're considered a Russia. So how could you testify anyway? So the Gemara says, no, no, no. Edim mi Hosa Kafran, you're not always Hosa Kafran. The Gemara is going to uh, amend it. You're only considered a Russia if it's about a pikadon. Meaning, if it's about money owed, if you say you owe, don't owe anything, and Adam come in and say that you owe money, you're not a Russia. The only time you're a Russia is if I say, that cell phone is mine, and you're supposed to watch it, and you're like, no, it's not. And then Adam come forward, then you're a Russia. Meaning, you're only considered a Russia when it comes to pikadon, not when it comes to money. I'll tell you why. When it comes to money... Right? He says he doesn't owe me anything. I bring in Adam that says that he does. The reason why he's not a Russia is because maybe he, he knew the truth and he was just trying to, trying to buy him, stole himself some time. It's not he's a Russia. A Russia implies that he's like lying deliberately to try to rip me off. When it's a cell phone, when it's an item, that's my item. You say it's not your item, you're a Russia. Money owed, not necessarily a Russia. Because... The assumption is maybe he was he intended fully to pay me back. He just wanted to buy some time. Okay. So the Gemara says, Therefore, it could still work. Gemara says, I have another problem. Again, we're saying right now that if two Adam come forward and say that I owe half, because it has the status of Maidim Mixes, and it's learned out from a combination of Maidim Mixes and an Eid Echad. The Gemara says, Parachachi. I'll tell you, there's a common denominator that does not apply to two Edom. Two Edom have Edom Zomen, right? That if you, you know, if you try to dish out, you get whatever you try to dish out. Does that apply by your own admission? No. Does that apply by an Eid Echad? No. So that's different. The whole point of a Tzad is that there's one common theme that unites them. And there's nothing that sort of separates them. Over here, I found something that separates. In Eid Echad, and your own admission, there is no Zomimim. There's Edim Zomimim. So you see they're separate. So the Gemara says, Rav Chiyah is not bothered by that. I'll tell you why. Is there Edim Zomimim? Right now we're saying there's, there's Edim Zomimim by Edim. It's in the name. There's no Edim Zomimim by your own admission. Understood. And we're saying there's also no Edim Zomimim by an Eid Echad. Is that true? There's no Edom Zomen by an Eid Echad? Well, Edom Zomen has two parts to it. 
Number one, they're liars. So their testimony is thrown out. Number two, they get whatever they're trying to dish out. The reason why an Echa doesn't have Zoman is because he, 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 yeah, he wasn't trying to dish anything out. Meaning, Rav Chia says, really Edom Zoman applies to an Echad. It just doesn't apply in the same manifestation. It's because it, it applies that an Echad's, let's say an Echad testifies, and then two people come forward and say, you were with us that day. His testimony's thrown out. I, he doesn't get what he was trying to dish out. He wasn't trying to dish out anything. An Echad can't be of you anything. So it's due to a technicality, but he's really included in the parsha of Edom Zoman. So therefore, that's not uh, a tzara shava that would be an issue, because he is included in the concept of Edom Zoman. He just doesn't get what he was trying to dish out because he wasn't trying to dish out anything. Because an edecha can't be mechayev you money. So the Gemara says, okay, el tekamer v'tanatuna. Let me explain outside of. Figure this out. Ficked off. Here's the Gemara's issue. Okay, we said, Rav Chia said that if two Adam come forward and say that I'm chayef 50% of the claim, I now have to make a shuvu on the other claim, because it's on the other half, because it's moidim mixus. And he said, it's mafurish in our Mishnah. How so? Remember yesterday, our Mishnah comes in, I say I'm holding a talus, Adam says he's holding the same talus. I say it's kula shali, he says it's kula shali. Is there any Maidav mixes in this case? No. I'm holding on to the talus and I'm saying it's entirely mine and it's zero yours. I owe you no talus. You're saying it's entirely yours and you owe me zero talus of your own. So there's no Maidav mixes. So why is there a Shavuah? So it says Ruchia, I'll tell you why. Because there's an Anan Sahadi, which is a presumption of the power of Adam, that anything that you're holding on to is yours. Therefore, because I'm holding on to half of it, it's the equivalent of me bringing Adam that half is mine forcing Adam to make a shvu on the other half. And I have to make a shvu because when Adam's holding on to it, he has the presumption of truth with the power of Adam that that which he's holding on to is his. So it's sort of like bringing an Adam that half is yours, forcing us. And by the way, we said yesterday, Rav Chia understands that the shvu of our Mishnah is not a rabbinic shvu just to stop people from lying. It's a shvu deiraisa of Maidam Mekzasatayim. So he's using our Mishnah as the source of his halacha, that if you bring in two Edim, or in our case, hold on to something which has the power of two Edim, it requires a Shavuah on the other side. Here's the reason why it's not accurate. <coughs> let's, let's analyze this case. Again, what's the classic case that Rav Chia is talking about? I say you owe me $100. You say I owe you nothing. I bring an Edim that you owe me 50 You now have to swear that you don't owe me the other 50 that's, that's, he wants to bring a raya from our Mishnah. What's our Mishnah? Think about it. Meaning, I'm holding on to the talus. I have, I'm holding on to half. So I have two Adim that say that the first half is mine. But you have Adim that are saying that the other half is yours. Well, that, that's not... <laughs> the case, the case, correct, meaning there are Edom on both sides, meaning the case that Rafia was talking about is there are Edom that come forward and say, I owe you $50. And that's it. And that's the end of the Edom. So now I have to dispute the other half. In the case of the Mishnah, I have Edom that say, I have half. You have Edom that say, you have half. There should be no Shavuah. There should be no Shavuah. It should be a perfect split down the middle. Why do your Edoms hold you have half? 
But the the edim in our Mishnah is the Anan Sahadi, that that which you're holding is the presumption with the power of edim, and you're holding half, so it's your edim. But I'm also holding half, meaning there should be no shvu in our Mishnah. You're you're looking at our Mishnah as like a biblical shvu of Maidim mixes. It doesn't make any sense. Maidim mixes means that okay, there's hundred percent of the claim. I bring Adam to 50%, so 50% check. I know the answer. The other 50 is a question mark. So now, so now you have to testify about it. In our mission, there's no question mark. I have Adam on my 50%. You have Adam on your 50%. It should be a perfect split the middle. Well, what is the purpose of Adam? What, what do I have to swear about? I have Adam on my half. Two people come forward, and, and they, I can bring Adam that, you own, that, I owe, that I own 50%. You go bring Adam that you own 50%. You know what you do? You split it. It's easy. So why? You're looking at our mission as like, a real shvua, shvu de raisa. Well, what shvu de raisa? I have edim, you have edim. You're looking at holding on to it as an edim. So I have edim that I own 50%. You have edim that you own 50%. Beautiful. So why is there shvua? Elamai, the shvua of a Mishnah is not because of Maidim mixes. It's to prevent liars. It's a rabbinic shvua to, to prevent liars. So how could this shvua be the source? It's not relatable at all to Rabchia's point. In our Mishnah, there's not just one edim and then a question mark. I have Adam, you have Adam. That's it, it should be done. It should be perfect. There should be no Shavu at all. It must be that our Mishnah is not referring to a Shavu of Maidim Mises. Our, our Mishnah Stam, a Shavu to stop liars. It's okay, it has nothing to do with Rav Chia. So Gemara says, El you're looking at our Mishnah as the source. Me, how do you compare the two? In the case of Rav Chia, there's only one set of Adam. They could clarify 50%, the other 50% is still a question mark. Hence, there's a requirement for a shvuah. Had there been Adam on the other half, then there'd be no reason to swear. There's no question mark. Our Mishnah, there's Adam on both ends. So, Elamai, our Mishnah is not related at all to Ruchia's discussion. So, the Gemara says, You're right. Ruchia, we have to change Ruchia's statement. And our Mishnah is not related to that statement at all. Rather, that which our Mishnah is bringing a raya to Rav Chia, it's a'idach to Rav Chia itmar. It's not this Rav Chia, it's another Rav Chia. Dumb Rav Chia. Okay, let's, uh, let's play this game a little more. Um, it's, a re- it's not related to our discussion at all. Forget everything we did. Done. Forget everything we did over the last daf about Edim and Moedim mixes. Forget that. There's a separate Rav Chia that we're going to focus on now. Okay, what's my mix of Sataina? I go over to Adam, I say, you owe me $100. He says, I owe you 50 bucks. He now has to swear, Midairaisa, on the other 50. There is a discussion, there's a machloikis in the following case. Understand this case because this is going to be the rest of the Yamit. I say, you owe me $100. And he says, I owe you 50. Hiluch, the money, the money was always yours. I didn't, I never spent it. The money's here. Hiluch. Now, Hiluch means it's yours wherever it is. Take it. According to Rav Sheshis, that's not Moedim Mixus. Why? Because the second you say Hiluch, that money becomes mine. So you're not Moedim to 50%. There's now a second claim of the other 50, which you're denying it entirely. Meaning, according to Rav Sheshis, as we'll see in a moment, Rav Chia disagrees, but according to Rav Sheshis, Moedim Mixus does not apply when you say the word Hiluch. Because once you say the word Hiluch, Again, Moedim Mixus means there's a 100% claim, I'm admitting to 50, but I'm denying the other 50. If I'm denying it entirely, there's no shvua. It's only when I admit to some and I deny the other. You claimed 100 and Adam says, okay, here's 50 bucks. 
right? And gives you 50. You say, I owe you 50. And here's, here it is. And it's the same 50? No, 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 yeah. Oh, it matters? So here's the problem with Rashi. I'll just say it outside, not to confuse it. Correct. That's the problem with Rashi. Rashi says that the reason why Hiluch matters is because the second you say Hiluch, it becomes his. The problem with all the Rishonim mask on Rashi is that that's not true with cash. Cash doesn't work like that. So therefore, they say that this uh, the application of Hiluch only applies to a pikadon. So let's say I go to you and I say, um, you, I give you two cows to watch. And you said, uh, you gave me one, the Hiluch, and wherever it is, it's yours. Then all of a sudden what happens is that cow becomes mine. And then it's not part of the claim anymore. So now it just changes to one cow that I'm claiming that you're entirely denied. It's honestly very hard for me to wrap my brain around like the svara of it because I don't compute in those ways. Apparently, the hiluch will work by pikadim that it just it's yours wherever it is. So therefore, because it because. Money is meant to be spent. When you give someone a loan, that money is gone. He doesn't owe you that cash. He owes you separate cash. So you can't just say hiluch. But the point is, so therefore, Rav Chia, new discussion, Rav Chia holds, yeah, so th- therefore, it's a new discussion of whether hiluch by moidim mixes requires a shvur. Deraisa. That's the, that's the key. It's, again, it's tricky. Do our best. Says the Gemara. Itmar tani der tanatuna aidech der avchia itmar. Dam avchia manali biyadech or avchia used to say, "I say you owe me a hundred dollars." Vayloymer einlach biyad elanunzos. The other guy says, "Adam says I owe you fifty bucks." The hiluch. Again, money. It's a, okay. You have to translate it. It's, it's it doesn't. It's hard to understand. I owe you fifty bucks. The hiluch. And here's the money. So it says avchia chayiv. You're chayiv because avchia looks at this as a classic mind mixer. Avchia does not look at hiluch. Hiluch means nothing to avchia. So Sheshis, who holds that, as we'll see in a moment. To that, Rav Chia says, you might the mixes and you chayiv. How do I know this? My time at Hiluch Nami, you might the mixes at Taina Dami, Vitana Tuna. And he says, you know what? I have a Mishnah that backs it up. What does that Mishnah say? Shnai Mechs and Betalis. Right? I'm holding a Talis, you're holding a Talis. What's the Halacha? Each one has to swear. Halacha, even the toughest, Anan Saadi, the might the toughest Hiluchu. Go back to the the, the svar that we had before. That which you're holding has the presumption of Edim. And therefore, not just that presumption of Edim. When I say, okay, it's my talis, and Adam's, Adam, so I say it's entirely mine, it's not yours at all, but Adam's holding on to half of it, so that's a presumption of the truth. So that's the equivalent of me saying, okay, I'm it to 50%, 50% I agree is yours, v'hilach, and take it, because it's right here, it's the talis, it's right here. And yet, I still have to swear. So you see that the mixes applies even when the item is. Pr- the Gemara is assuming in our Mishnah that it's Ki'ilu you said Hiluch. <laughs> it's a lot of assumptions. I actually said it's all mine. I know, but the. The, but the, well, the, the Mishnah says I actually said it's all mine. Correct, but the Gemara is assuming that by him holding on to it, it has the presumption of Adam, and not just presumption of Adam, but presumption that I'm saying 50% is yours and Hiluch, and, 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 and take it. That's. I, again, I, the Gemara says that, and therefore, Ketani you still, you see, you see, you still have to swear. So you see, the mixes applies even by Hiluch, because in our Mishnah it's Kilu there's Hiluch. By the way, our Mishnah is Kilu the mixes, Kilu there's Hiluch, and you still have to swear. And again, right now we're assuming the oath in our Mishnah is not just preventing people from lying; it's a deraisa de oath. Rav Sheshis, what does he hold? Hiluch Potter. Rav Sheshis holds. Anytime you say hiluch, that's not the mixes. 
Moed that makes a is only where you don't say hilach. Rav Sheish is Amr Hilach Pater. My Taima, Kivan Amr Hilach. In general, if I agree to 50%, but I say hilach. Huh? Like Rav Sheish's? I'm saying like Rav Sheish's. When a person, when the plaintiff says, here it is, I agree to 50% and here it is, that money is now becoming yours. It's sort of like it's off like the, like it's removed from the claim. So now what I have left is I have another $50 that you're entirely denying. No shvur. So the Gemara says, I, so what does our Sheshes do? Because our Sheshes holds that Hilach is, is potter from a, a Shavua. So what does he do with our Mishnah? I, there's a Shavua. Rav Sheshes kasha masisa. I'm like Rav Sheshes. Masisa dakar is chachami. Rav Sheshes says, we've already proven many times that our Mishnah is not a biblical Shavua. It's a Shavua just to prevent liars. So it's not, it's not related at all. So the Gemara says, Ve'idach, Rav Chizda, doesn't Rav Chizda have to agree that our Mishnah is not a biblical Shavuah? We just got finished saying there's Edom on both sides. Uh, how could he look at our Mishnah and say that it's a biblical Shavuah? I feel like everyone ha- at this point has to agree that our Mishnah is a rabbinic Shavuah. So the Gemara says, In, Tatakam is Chachami, Rav Chizda says, I agree that our Mishnah is not a real case of the Mixus. And our Mishnah is only a rabbinic Shavuah. But, Miyu, I'amre b'shalim emetaraisa hilachayiv, the Gemara says, I agree that this that that our case is a rabbinic shvuah. But if Hilach Deraisa is Rachaiva Shvuah, then it would make sense that Oh, I'm not done yet. You gotta go. No, I was I was saying part of me was like, I kinda wish I could do that also. But <laughs> for a second I was like, oh. I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, that'd be nice. Um so the, the Gemara says like this. According to Rechia, Rechia argues like this. I agree that it's only a shvua, that it's only a shvua, derabanan. But we know that rabbanon are metakin kein deraisa tikkun. If hiluch is chayiv shvua deraisa, then it makes sense that they would extend it rabbinically in our case. But if there's no biblical shvua, I don't think they would just create a rabbinic shvua out of the thin air. Meaning you're right. The rabbinic shvua is to stop liars. Why do they pick it in this case? It's because hiluch on a biblical level, requires a Shavuot. So they extended it rabbinically, but if Hilach, like of Sheshis, is actually Potter, I don't think that there will be a Shavuot. May say, I have a kasha, go to the next page. Okay. There's basically one case, and there's a lot of pulling apart. We've got to do our best to understand it well. Okay. Here's the case. Sloim v'dinirin. Okay, I have a, a star that says that you owe me money. Just money. It just says money. It doesn't say the amount. Now, it says coins. Okay? Now, how many coins is that? Coins is at least two. So you owe me at least two, but it does not say in the star how many. I take you to court. I say you owe me. I say, Malva Amar Chamesh. I say you owe me five. Because I remember being five. Loiv Amar Shalish. You say, I owe you three. So, Shimagam Liel Aimer. Says, this is my demixus. I claim five. You claim three. You're agreeing to half my claim. You have to make an oath. That's a Shimon Leel Shita, pretty, Roshim Lazar, pretty clear cut. Rav Akiva says you don't have to make an oath at all. This is called Meshav Aveda, meaning um, it's a gift. There is no amount in the Shtar itself, right? So, 
how many could you actually get from me based on the star itself? Just two, because it says plural coins. I told anything above two is a gift. Take it and run. I'm not Maida Mixus. Maida Mixus implies that you could somehow prove fully. You can't. Your only source of proof is the star. The star will not get you more than two dollars. So, if if says Rav Akiva, it's Meishav Aveda. It, it's found money. So you're not gonna. Meaning, I'm being kind by saying three. I could have just said two. The fact that I said three is not Maida Mixus. I'm not making a shvua. I'm being kind. Take your money and run. Fine. Here's the question. What would Rishim ben Elazar say? It's a very strange comment. What would Rishim ben Elazar say? Rishim ben Elazar holds that if I claim three, I might mix this Italian, I have to make an oath. What if I would have said two? You claim I owe five. I say I owe two. Is that also might mix this Italian? So the Gemara says, Ketani miya, so Rishim ben Elazar, I'm a hoi v'hoi mix this Italian, yishava. Time with Amrishalish Ashtayim Potter. The implication of the of the Brisa is that if I would have claimed I owe you two, I would not have to swear. Why not? It's, it's, it's cool. it's, he's been dying the whole thing. Well, think about it. Because the stars are automatically owing, owing him two, right? It's so obligating him on two. So now it's a claim on the other three, and he's saying I don't know. It's you. like Hillach. The Gemara sort of looks like Hillach. Let me explain. Right? You you say I, I owe you five. I say I owe you two. That's also my demixus, right? Right? It's it's. It's partial of the claim I'm admitting to. So why do, why is it that I don't have to swear when I'm two? So the Gemara looks at it this way. I mean, there's a very obvious answer, which we'll analyze in a minute, but the Gemara at this point says, you want to know why you don't have to swear when it's two? Because there's a star that backs up two, the star says coins, which is two, That's the there's now a lien on my property for two. So now it's the equivalent of me saying, I owe you two, hilach, take them, because there's a lien. So now, according to Rosheshis, that, 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 that claim is now off the table. Now there's a second claim. You, owe, you say I owe you three, I say I owe you nothing. No oath. So this is a raya to Hillach. Because the Gemara is understanding that because there's a shtar that says coins, which is a minimal of two, there's now a lien on my property to the equivalent of two coins. So now when I said two, I owe you two, I'm just basically saying I... I owe you two v'hilach and take it. The other three I'm completely denying. It's a raya that hilach does not have a shvur. So the Gemara says, the By the way, there's a much more obvious answer. You want to know why you don't have to swear? Because I'm not making a claim. This is, the Gemara is going to say this in a second. It's the most obvious thing. It's not made the mixus. You, you know what made the mixus is? You say I owe you ten, I say I owe you five. I'm, I'm admitting to partial claim. Over here, you say I owe you five, yeah? I say, I owe you two, because that's what the star says. I'm not making a claim. I'm not making a claim. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I, I know I spoke, but like, it's the equivalent of keeping my mouth shut. Because I'm saying, look at the paper. The paper says coins, minimal two, but I'm not made to mix this at all. I'm not clever at all. I'm not making a claim. I'm just saying, there's a star here. Look at the paper. Whatever the star says. The star says two. Okay. It's not the mixes, it's not Kaferakal, it's not Hilach, it's not a claim. I'm just going with the Shtar. So the reason why there's no Shu is not because of Hilach and the two coins are Kilo, it's in your possession. And I'm not making a claim. I'm saying, I don't know, look at the paper. The paper says coins, fine, whatever. You don't even need my claim. You show up to court with a Shtar that says, I owe you money, go, go with the Shtar. So the Gemara says, Lai, Lai Lamem Lach Shtayim Chayiv. First, the, before the Gemara gets there, the Gemara is going to try to really, two is Chayiv. And it's considered Maidim Mixus, and you have to make a Shavu if you made two. Aye, so why does it say three? Lafukim the Rebbe Kiva, the Rameshiv, Aveda, Havu Potter. 
It's just a disagree with Rabbi Kiva. Meaning, Rabbi Kiva said Meshiv Aveda. Rabbi Kiva holds that if you say three, it's Meshiv Aveda. You should just take it and run. The guy is giving you more than you know you asked for. To that, he said three is is Chayiv but really two is also Chayiv Shvuah. Kamashul on the way to the Meaning, your whole assumption that if he claimed two, there would be no Shvuah. Incorrect. There is a Shvuah by two. He picked three to disagree with Rabbi Kiva. So the Gemara says, "Yihachi, wait a minute. You tell me that Rishim Rolazar holds that there's a Chayiv Shvuah both on two and on three. Then Rishim Rolazar Oimer Hoyl v'Hoyd Mitzvah Satani Yishava Afze Yishava Bailin. The Lashon should imply that the Lashon should be Afze Yishava. So the Gemara says, "Okay, Loylam Shtayim Pater. Let's go with your presumption that if he would have claimed two coins." He would not be chayv shvuah. Why not? Isn't the moedim mixes? So you said because of hiluch. No, forget about hiluch. The hiluch chayv. V'shani yachadim mikam masayil shtar. Over here, he's not making a claim. He's just saying the shtar says two. That's it. I don't have a claim. I'm going with the shtar. Or inami mishum da'avli shtar shiba karkois v'inishbar mal kfir shiba karkois. Or it could be it is moedim mixes. So why is it no shvuah? Forget about the shtar. Really, it is moedim mixes because. There's a lien on the, the two coins, because the star says coins, which is two. There's a lien on the property. The halacha is moed the mixes that does not apply to real estate. Like, the whole concept of moed the mixes does not apply to real estate. Like, let's say I say you owe me two pieces of land, and you say, I only owe you one. There is no shvu. It's based on a pasuk. There is no moed the mixes on real estate. So because over here, while it is coins, but the coins have a lien on the property, it's kilu, it's real estate, so there's no moed the mixes on real estate. So basically, in other words, the raya was based on the fact that there was a presumption that if he would have claimed, you say, I owe you five coins, and I have a shtar that says coins, and you say, no, I only owe you two, no shvua. Why? Your mode of a mixus. So first we said, oh, because it could be, because there's a lien on the property, it's like they're present. So when you say, I owe you two, it's kilo, I said hilach, and you see that once it's hilach, there's no shvua on my the mixus. The Gemara says, no, no, no. Two answers. First of all, maybe the hilach there is chayv. Over here, the shtar says coins. I'm not making a claim. I'm just saying go with the star. It's not my demixus at all. I'm just saying go with the star. Secondly, because there's a lien on the property, it has the status of real estate, there is no my demixus on real estate. Okay. Um, that w- it's okay. I'm not saying that like everyone is going to get it. Like a little bit. I think we can understand that. Now, thank God, the next like 11 lines is basically an Ikeda Amri. So it's a similar thing. But it's just going to be on a different form of the brisa. Ika mesefa. Some have a similar back and forth, but instead of focusing on the resha, Rav Sheshis shita, uh, Rav Rav shita, they focus on Rav Akiva's response. Rav Akiva says, Rav Akiva says that if you say I owe you five, and I have a shtar that says coins, and I say I owe you three, there's no shvua because, dude, I could have just said two. I, the fact that I said three, it's it's a gift. I'm not making a shvua. It's a gift. Take taking a run. Time and Amar Shalish. What would Rabbi Kiva say if you said two? Chayiv, right? He says you only potter by three, but if you would have claimed two, you'd be chayiv. Why? Moedim mixes hataina. Ah, it's hilach. So you see that moedim mixes even by hilach is chayiv. Not like Rav Sheish is like Rav Chia. But shtar the kamoedim hilach dami. Shmami no hilach chayiv. Not like Rav Sheish is. Loi loi lamei malach shtayim nami potter. By the Chani Shalish lafuk in the Rishon Lozda moedim mixes hataina. Have a chayiv kamashal in the Meishav Eid have a potter. Maybe no. Maybe Rav Kiva holds your potter by three, and you're you're actually potter by two as well. He holds your potter by if you claim two, your potter if you claim three. So why did he say three? He said three to disagree with Shimon Lazar. Shimon Lazar felt that three is high because Moedim mixes. He said, no, three is potter. But really, Rebbe Key would say you're potter by two and you're potter by three. I don't know what he would say about the case of two, which is the crux of the Shiloh. So the Gemara says, Hachanam is actually makes sense. 
Right now, again, our question was, Rav Akiva says if you claim three, you're potter because you're giving him a gift. What would Rav Akiva say if you claim two? So at first we thought, you're chayev, a shvua. Now I say, no, no, he is potter. I'll tell you why it makes sense. If two would be chayev a shvua, but three would be potter from a shvua, everyone would just say three. You're talking about dollars, right? If I told you, you owe me three dollars if you say I'll, I'll tell you this if you say you owe me three dollars you don't have to swear but if you say you owe two you do have to swear most people would pay an extra dollar to avoid a shvua therefore it's unlikely that Rav Akiva would hold that if you claim two you're high but if you claim three you're potter it doesn't make sense because then it would be giving a loophole it would be giving an incentive for people to lie because nobody wants to swear and they'll pay an extra dinner to avoid going to court so the Gemara says, It makes sense that Rav Akiva holds both two and three are potter. Why? Because if you actually hold, like you thought originally, that Rav Akiva holds, if you say three, you're potter, but if you say two, you're chayiv, you're incentivizing deceit. Savar, a person will say, A person will say, listen, if I say two, I have to swear. I have to go to court. I'll just say three. I'd rather say three, Why? pay the extra dollar, and avoid going to court. Okay, now we're saying right now, so according to Vikiva, if you said two, you're potter. If you said three, you're potter. Now two is the equivalent of hilach, because you have a star that backs it up, meaning I have a star that says coins, which is basically saying two, which means there's a lien on my property to two coins. I, you say I'm owe you five, I say I owe you two. What does Vikiva say? Potter. Why? Isn't it modem mixes? Must be hilach. So Hilach is potter, not like, like Rav Sheshis, not like Rav Chia. Oh, Elokash Rav Chia, what does Rav Chia do with this? To that, Rav Chia gives the same answers that we had before. Shani Hasan, the Messiah, Rav Chia will tell you the reason why you're potter by two is not because of Hilach. The reason why you're potter by two is it's not a claim. You're saying, I owe you five, and I'm saying, look at the paper. The paper says coins. If the paper says two, I'm not making a claim. I'm just saying, look at the star. Inami, Or, second answer, which is because there's a lien on the property, it has the status of real estate. There is no mind the Mrs. Hataina on real estate. Let's just finish up the daf. Much easier. The rest of it is much easier. Master Marzutra Brader of Nachman. Marzutra Brader of Nachman asks the following question. Look at, the, look at the, again, the rule is there is no mind the Mrs. Hataina on real estate, only on movables. Look at the Brisa. Tonu Kalim Vikarkois. I say you owe me Kalim and Karka. So I say you owe me a couch and a piece of land. Hoide It's a weird night. Hoide Bekalim Vikover Bekarkois. You say, I agree that I owe you the couch, but I do not owe you the land. What's the halacha? Potter. Because again, it's not Maida Mixus. You're not agree Maida Mixus means that you're agreeing to some of the claim and some of the claim you deny him all by movables. So if I tell you you owe me two couches, and you say I owe you one, fine. But over here, you're agreeing that I owe you the movables. You're denying the real estate. Real estate doesn't count as part of this cheshman. So, or if I say, or if you say, listen, I don't owe you the couch, but I owe you the real estate. That's not my demixus, because real estate doesn't count as part of the cheshman of my demixus. Potter. Let's say, I say you owe me two pieces of land, and you say, I only owe you one piece of land. Potter. That's not my demixus. There is no my demixus on real estate. Mixes kalim chayv. The only time is my the mixes is if I tell you only two couches and you say I only owe you one. Fine, that's the brisa. Time at the kalim v'karkois. The the deduction is like this. The implication is that there's no my the mixes because the claim was on movables and real estate. The karkalah bashvuhi because again my the mixes does not apply to real estate. Ha kalim v'kalim domi the kalim v'karkois chayiv. But let's say 
Let's say there were two kalim that were similar to karka, meaning where the kalim are present, and I'm saying, I owe you one, and take it. The same way karka is here. What if I have kalim like karka? What's kalim like karka? I say you owe me two couches, and you say, I owe you one couch, and it's right here. It's like real estate. It's right hilach. What's the halacha? The implication is that you're chayiv. Is that not the deduction you can learn out? Again, you have all these cases in this Bryce that are pretty obvious. The Gemara is like, you've got to learn something from it. So maybe the, the thing you're supposed to learn is that Moda Mitzvah applies even by Hilach. So Gemara says, no. Really, Hilach is Potter. So what's the Chiddush? I'll tell you the Chiddush. How You know what the Kiddush is? Like this. Let me review two halachas and you'll see what I'm talking about. You owe me a couch and land. You say, oh, let's go easy. You owe me two pieces of land. You say, I owe you one. Can I make you swear? No. It's real estate. Let's say, separate case. I say, you owe me two couches. You say, I owe you one. Make you swear? Yeah. What about the following case? I say, you owe me two couches and two pieces of land. You say, I don't I only I don't owe you land. I owe you one couch. So now I can take you to the stand for the couches. The halacha is once I can get you up there for the couches, I can now it's called Migalgul and Shvuah. I can now make you swear about the karka as well. Meaning the Khidish is that Maidab mixes, once I have you up in the stands for movables, I can now biblically make you swear on real estate as well. That's the Chiddush of the Brisa. The Chiddush of the Brisa is, Kalim and Karka, you don't, you don't have to make him swear, but if he's swearing about the Kalim, you can make him swear about the Karka. That's the Chiddush. So it's not, don't deduce anything about Hilach, it's just to teach you that Halacha. Okay. So the Gemara says, one last problem. My Kamash is like in Tanina, isn't there already a mission in Kedushin that kind of says that? This concept that once I can get you to swear about movable, I can get you to swear about Karka as well, we had in Kedushin. So you tell me it's a big chiddush. It's not a chiddush. I already know this. We've been learning shas in order. We we already had this in kedushin. Tanina, we have this. Zoykikin and the chasim sheyein lamechrayis as a chasim yishlam chrayis to shavu land. Once you get to swear on movables, you get to swear on land. So why do we, what's the chiddush? The answer is hacha iker. That sugya which we're quoting is a mission in shavuos. That's the iker sugya of Gilgal shavuah. The kedushin agav graraniska. That whole sugya in kedushin that was thrown in agav. That was thrown in parenthetically, meaning. The Iker Sugya was Shavuos. That Halacha, while it was referenced in Kedushin, it was just more Agav. It was sort of thrown in. Okay. All right. Stop here.